What will Greg Roman do to the Los Angeles Chargers this season? How do you handle Josh Jacobs in Fantasy Pros Championships drafts right now as you chase a million-dollar grand prize? And what is the proper way to handle Chicago Bears with or without Justin Fields, with or without Caleb Williams, in the FFPC never-too-early drafts this season? Plus, the 2023 $260,000 winner, Cullen Hoffman, is here to talk about how he dominated this past season in the best ball tournament in the FFPC, the FFPC playoff challenge, and much more. We've got a great show for you. Dave Terpoli is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts right now. I can't stand the pressure. I've seen greater men Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now watching the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. Welcome to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts Eric Balkman and Farrell Elliott. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for analysis from the best players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Farrell Elliott. Solace in the scripture, are we not all our father's sons? I became a man, nobody ever told me what a man was. Greetings and salutations to all of you Balkaholics. Welcome into the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. I am your host. Uh, Eric Balkman, slightly above average uh, host, Eric Balkman. It is presented by MyFFPC.com, MyFFPC.com, the Fantasy Football Players Championship. My co-host is normally the definitive commissioner of Fantasy Football, Farrell Elliott. He's a little bit under the weather uh, this weekend, so we gave him the weekend off. And who else would we bring in? Mr. Tony Pollard, number one fan. Just kidding, Terp. It is Dave Terpoli, at Dave Terp on Twitter. Dave, welcome in. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight. How we doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. We're excited to uh, to to talk to Colin tonight. We're excited to talk about everything going on with the FFPC. Obviously, the Fantasy Pros Championship launching the earliest it ever has by about three months, four months maybe uh, this season. Um, and and I think the the thing that we understand, Terp, and and you would you would know this better than anybody. Um, high stakes players, uh, there there is no off season. There's there's constantly always something going nope. on. And you can always take advantage of it when you draft early. And and while I know the free agency hasn't started, the NFL draft hasn't started, the wheels and the gears of fantasy football players uh, in their mind have already started. And it never stops. It never stops. And, and there's a lot of movement that's going to be coming here this week. And, and obviously with the draft coming up, free agency, there there's a lot of unknown. And this year, probably more than the last couple, I would say, there's so many like Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard, Austin Eckler. We can keep going on the list of players that have no role, have no team, and, and are pretty much like stuck out there. But but all three players I just mentioned were top two round draft picks last year. So yeah, these guys are, are are plummeting down draft boards because of the unknown. And if you can figure out a situation or two that that work out, I mean, you could be sitting with a monster if you draft early. There's obviously risk involved, but there's risk involved with any time you draft early. But if you can, you know, figure out the Kyron Williams and the Pukas and the guys like that that were getting drafted in the 19th, 20th round of drafts last year, got moved up a little bit when it came down to September, but not crazy, crazy. I mean, that's what separates all those teams that made it deep. They were 19th round Kyron Williams, 18th round Kyron Williams, you know, Puka, we just mentioned, you know, things like that. So um, I don't normally like to focus on 
NBA or basketball, and we won't tonight, but I will bring this to everybody's attention. Number one, I'm waiting for my Milwaukee Bucks to tip off the last third of the season, the post-All-Star break edition of the NBA season against the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's coming up on ESPN. But they could not play on ESPN until Terps, Philadelphia 76ers disposed let's, of the let's, number. Let's hold on. Hold on, 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 on. There's no Terps. We're not. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So you're not a Sixers fan, Terp? I mean, like, I'm not losing sleep. Yeah. Okay. So we could not get to my Bucks until Terps, quasi fandom of the 76ers, disposed of the number two seed in the Eastern Conference, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, from the spectrum or whatever they're calling it. Uh, I don't know what they're calling it now, Terp. You know better than me. They lose, or the Sixers beat the Cavs. And breaking news, Steve Kerr has just agreed to a two-year, $35 million contract extension with the Golden State Warriors. He is now the highest-paid coach in NBA history. Unbelievable stuff. Nobody cares about it. $70 million a year. Mm. For the high, and he's now the highest-paid coach in NBA history, which is crazy to, to think about. Um but we're here to talk football tonight. And coming up on tonight's show, uh, we are going to get into um, uh, Clint Kubiak's role for the Saints and how he's going to change things or maybe not change things for Alvin Kamara. We're going to talk about Kyle Pitts. Uh, we had a couple of emails tonight, Kyle Pitts, Dalton Kincaid, and another email on Kenneth Walker, which I think is kind of interesting. And then Cullen Hoffman, a guy who finished sixth in the 2023 FFPC Best Ball Tournament. First and second in the $35 FFPC Playoff Challenge and second overall in the $200 FFPC Playoff Challenge. All that together, $260,000. Terp, I was Crazy. talking to one of my um, my co-hosts on my local show here in Northeast Wisconsin, where Cullen is from, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but I was talking to one of my co-hosts, and he said, has this ever done, been done before? And I said, well, you know, we had the Go Bills guys win back-to-back in the main event. We had Abib yeah. Agbatoba win back-to-back yeah. in the FPC. We had Zach Toyo this year win the best mm-hmm. ball tournament and uh, the $200 playoff FPC playoff challenge. But Cullen, first and second in the $35, second overall in the $200, and he was sixth place overall in the best ball. That is a massive, massive season, Turp. 1,000%. I mean, you, you can't ask for it. When you start the season and you can get one of those, you'd be excited. Oh, Let yes. alone all three. I mean, that's just ridiculous when you really look at it. Just, you know, to get all the combinations right. You know, best ball is hard enough to come to the top. You said 60 came in this year. That, that's just an impressive feat. But then the playoff challenge, I mean, there's so many combinations. And, yeah. and if you get one guy wrong, you're, you're pretty much dust. I mean, to get all those combinations right on a lot of teams that won that really weren't like people always try to get too crazy with those teams. Mm-hmm. And chalky teams are pretty much what, what 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 did it this year. So impressive for him, and, and I can't wait to talk to him. For the zillionth year in a row, we have seen people and and Terp. I'm sure people talk to you about this too. Mm-hmm. For the zillionth year in a row, that is the team that won five hundred thousand. That is the team that won. I looked 000. at it. And I'm just like, all right, you know, a tweak here, a tweak there. But like, there was nothing where you looked at. It, you were like, like there was like the outlier guys, like. Nobody had like I'm using a random name, but like nobody went on the Chiefs and took MVS. Right, you were just like, wow, MVS. Like this guy got crazy and he won. All the guys that got picked were pretty like chalky, and like there was a Mm -hmm. tweak here and there. I mean, Aaron Jones was big, you know, guys like that. But like, jeez, that's impressive. 
the 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 Cleveland Brown to own this year, and I'd have to go to Fantasy Mojo at Fantasy Mojo on Twitter, fantasymojo.com. Darren Armani, the godfather of the of the pros versus Joes, the guy who keeps track of all this stuff. I'd have to go on there to see who rostered Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt was the correct Cleveland Brown to roster this year. And yet everybody who won had David and Joku because he was second. So if you would have had Kareem Hunt, you would have had a leg up on everybody else. But unfortunately, everybody who had Kareem Hunt didn't have the, the chalk behind Kareem Hunt, and that's why they ended up uh, falling short here tonight. Correct. Um, okay, so Terp, we'll get into the playoff challenge in a little bit. Let's get into some draft stuff for 2024. Um, Greg Roman, who is the new Chargers offensive coordinator, um, according to The Athletic, when you talk to the media, he really emphasized balance and having a, quote, strong, powerful identity uh, when he was introduced as the OC for the Chargers. Now, Greg Roman is the new OC under Jim Harbaugh. Apparently, they're not going to be changing anything, and they will lean on the run um, much more so than Brandon Staley and his uh, OCs over the past uh, few years. Uh, quote from Roman, we want to be able to run it when we want to run it and throw it when we want to throw it. If they present looks that are favorable to run it, then we want to be able to run it at a high level. Every place I've been... That's kind of been the goal to try to have that complete attack. But I think in this league, you can really help dictate the defenses if you have a strong running attack. Now, um, the Chargers beat writers, to their credit, followed up with that. Like, okay, you have Justin Herbert, one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. How do you sort of um, equate that or supplement what he is able to do um, passing the ball with running the ball? Roman said, quote, that's where you have to come back to what your ultimate concern is. And for us, it's winning. Now, um, we know that Justin Herbert will probably not be throwing the ball as much as he has in previous years under Brandon Staley and Kellen Moore, so on and so on. Um, we have to figure out how much he is going to decline in his throwing um, when we think about drafting Justin Herbert as our starting quarterback this year. Um Justin Herbert is probably going to have to be more efficient to make us uh, to make him more desirable uh, in fantasy circles this year with Greg Roman and Jim Harbaugh controlling things. Terp, I look at the never too early best ball tournament ADP, fantasymojo.com and at fantasymojo on X. And Justin Herbert is now being drafted as quarterback 10. He is going behind Fields. He is going behind Burrow, Prescott, Anthony Richardson, and C.J. Shroud. You can get Justin Herbert in this single quarterback drafted league. Uh, Justin Herbert, quarterback 10 at the 805. Is that too far for him? Has the hate gone too far on Herbert based on them hiring Greg Roman? Or is this a value here that you see? I don't think so. I think it, he's exactly where he should be going. If anything, he should be going a little lower right now. Because there's mm. so many things that need to get figured out with Chargers land right now. Who's running the ball? Whoever's running the ball, it will be an outstanding fantasy pick because we know Greg Roman. We know Jim Harbaugh. They love running the football. Yep. So whoever they get, whether they get one of these veterans who are cheap because they're massively over the salary cap, or they get one of these you know, young rookies like Corum they keep talking about from Michigan, the later round guys, you know, we'll see. But whoever gets that job, one, two guys, they're both going to be very, very valuable. The thing that worries me about Herbert is – like, I mean, you're reading these quotes, and, and Roman has always showed his cards pretty, pretty, pretty well. I mean, he's not a guy who's going to be chucking the ball around. And that's what Herbert does, I guess, the best. I mean, but we, we have so much unknown there, too. We have Keenan Allen, who's getting up there in age, outstanding last year. 
but still getting up there in age. Mike Williams, who probably won't be there if he is, you know, who knows if he's 100% coming off another major injury. Mm-hmm. Tight end position, Everett, not really that good. Eckler, we don't know. There's just so much unknown right now with that offense. The offensive line, never great, very average. Um, they say they want to run the ball, and that's great, but I don't know. I'm very worried about the Chargers right now. I think they're going to be a better team, but I don't know right now if you could invest early stock in some of these guys where they're going. Like Herbert, I'll take my chances if I don't get one of those guys you mentioned that went above them, taking one or two of the guys that go below them and being okay with it right now. That could change. It's barely March. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that could change when things settle down, but I feel like you got to wait for them to settle down when it comes to that factor. Yeah. Yeah. It would, it would make perfect sense. Um, It's interesting because you can cash in on some value with the chargers right now, but that value might turn out to be the opposite of value. Once we get deeper into free agency, deeper into the NFL draft season, because then of course, when training in all seriousness, chargers guys that you're drafting right now are Herbert and Keenan Allen. The rest, you don't even know if they're going to be on the team next year. You're really, you're really rolling dice. You're so, really like, you know, certain dice. spots you're saying, like, and I agree with what you're saying on value on certain players. Like, we'll go to the, your beloved Green Bay Packers. There's a lot of guys that are going at good values right now. Mm-hmm. Jones, Christian Watson, you know, coming off all those injuries. You know, Musgrave. You know, guys Wicks. like that. That yeah. Wicks. I mean, you know, you, you can say Romeo Dobbs. Even Jaden Reed is, is. I mean, he's definitely the highest yeah. out of all of them, but. They're all at value right now, and you could take more chances on them and be right because you know that that's pretty much going to be the, the tree. There's not going to be any guys I don't think that they're going to add in there right away. But with the Chargers, I mean, you're drafting Herbert, you're drafting Keenan Allen, and that's really all you can say is set in stone right now. That's a massive, massive, massive worry. Uh, massive worry indeed. And um, I, before we get to the, to the meat of the show, um, I want to um, – chime in with a lot of the stuff that's going on in in the YouTube chat right now. So number one, uh, Ryan Romanesco chiming in, who's watching us on YouTube, uh, talking about our guest tonight, Colin Hoffman. He said, once I went to Targers with Colin Hoffman, no big deal. I've been to Tiger's Tavern in glorious Kimberly, Wisconsin. Never been there with Colin Hoffman before, but I know it's a popular place. So shout out to Ryan Romanesco there. Um, Dom Guzzetti, who says, is this evil twin again, Balky? I got Voodoo Ranger IPA Hoppy Pack going. Have not had the Hoppy Pack from Voodoo Ranger yet. This is the Riot Down Under from Prison City Brewing. Prison City Brewing uh, located in glorious uh, Auburn, New York. No idea where that is, except for I know it's in New York State. That's what I'm enjoying right now, Dom. Uh, so that's what I have on that. And then, Terp, we have breaking news here. Brought to you by Choose Your Sponsor. I don't have one here tonight. Ian Rappaport has just chimed in. On X tonight, the Cincinnati Bengals will be tagging T. Higgins, and he will remain under the tag for the 2024 season. Terp, I think this is interesting on a lot of levels. Number one, they have to pay Jamar Chase. They've already been paying Joe Burrow. They're probably going to let Tyler Boyd go. So they tag T. Higgins this year. What does that do for you for fantasy drafts? Chase is already going, as I look at my uh, my trusty ADP here from Fantasy Mojo, as wide receiver four at the 106. T. Higgins, 
people were drafting in the never too early tournament in the fantasy pros championship as kind of a question mark, but now we know he will be tagged and he will be with the Bengals this coming season. T Higgins wide receiver 29 at the five Oh two. We got to hop all over that ADP right now. We got to hop in on getting T Higgins at that four or five turn, right? hundred percent. I mean, I was off T Higgins last year at that ADP. I'm all in on him. I mean, you lose him Boyd questions at the tight end position. Barrow coming back, being hopefully 100% and getting that ball rolling again. You know, obviously, the, the Jamar Chase on the other side. You, you got to – this is why you draft early, a player like T. Higgins, because right. in a month from now, two months from now, when May rolls around and everybody wakes up and starts drafting, T. Higgins is not going to be going right there. So this is where the the, the, the early drafting can help you out. Um. The uh, the Kev Wheeler from the 33rd team chiming in tonight. Auburn, New York, he says he believes was the site of the first good knowledge execution in, in the United States. Now, here's the thing. I love Kev. Kev has co-hosted shows Great. with me before. I One don't know if I don't know if anybody should possess that specific knowledge, Turk. I don't know if anybody that should worries me a little that. bit. Just a little <laughs> right. bit. Just a I little. mentioned Auburn, New York. Ten seconds yeah. later, he's already got this in the YouTube chat. I don't know if that's proper, but it is what it is. Kev, we love you. Uh, fantastic stuff there. We got uh, Cullen Hoffman coming in here in just a couple of minutes here. The $260,000 win in the FFPC last year. Before we get to him, the last thing I want to get to here, uh, Terp, um, Josh Jacobs. Tashawn Reed, who covers the Las Vegas Raiders for the Athletic, says the Raiders have not engaged in any kind of contract talks with Josh Jacobs. Now, the Raiders are probably not going to place the franchise tag on Jacobs this year. They did it to him last year, and it's probably not going to happen this year because it would cost them a shade under $14 million to do so. So if you are going to sign Josh Jacobs, you'd be better off grabbing, uh, getting a multi-year deal with him prior to, to the franchise tag deadline. Uh, Jacobs, obviously he was never going to live up to what he did in 2022, had some injuries in 2023, but it seems like he's a good guy in the clubhouse, good guy in the locker room. And Antonio Pierce, who is the interim turned permanent head coach, at least for now, uh, of the Raiders seems to like Josh Jacobs as well. The Raiders have a ton of cap space. So if they wanted to sign Jacobs, they certainly could. Um, the Raiders, uh, excuse me, uh, new GM Tom Telesco of the Raiders has invested in that position specifically in previous stops. So I think that's a little concerning for Josh Jacobs. But if we look at his ADP in the never too early FFPC best ball tournament, Josh Jacobs running back 15 at the 506. That is where he is going right now. So if you want to take Jacobs, you can technically ostensibly get what we think is going to be a starting running back in the mid-fifth round this year, Josh Jacobs going at the 506. That is right around, uh, excuse me, right after James Cook, Isaiah Pacheco, Kenneth Walker, Derrick Henry. We'll get into Kenneth Walker later on in the show. And it's before Ty J. Spears, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Ramondre Stevenson. Your thoughts, Terp, on grabbing Josh Jacobs right now in the mid-fifth round before we know who he's going to be playing with and what his contract status is going to be for 2024. So there's a couple things here. Zamir White looked really good last year at, in the small dose that you saw him at the end of the season. Is he better than Josh Jacobs? I don't think so, but he is cheaper. But a team like the Raiders can't, they're not really worried about cheap. They have plenty of cap room. They have no quarterback they're paying. No real quarterback they can get. There's no, not, there's no chance they're going to get up in the top three and get one of these guys. So they're probably in the veteran market or Russell Wilson, maybe a Justin Fields type of situation. 
So they can pay Josh Jacobs. I mean, this is a perfect example of drafting early again. If Josh Jacobs signs with the Raiders, he's moving up that board. Because mm-hmm. um, you know if they're paying him, they're going to give him the ball. Um, Antonio Pierce likes him. Like you said, he's good in the clubhouse. It seems like a lot of the teams speak highly of him. But, you know, he wasn't great last year. So on a team like the Raiders who really have a lot, a long way to go, I mean, I know they look better at the end of the season, but they still have no quarterback. There's still questions if Devontae Adams is going to be there. Yeah, the defense played a lot better under Pierce, but we got to see if that can last over a season to see if it's going to be substantial. So I like Josh Jacobs. I like where he's getting drafted right now. I have, you know, I haven't really jumped into the drafting yet, but if I were to jump in, it would definitely be, you know, taking him where he's going right now. So, so Terp, I, like, I, I, I think I'm hearing you correctly here. Um, even if you had a running back in the first four rounds, and Josh Jacobs is staring you in the face in the mid fifth. You're still hopping on board and grabbing him as your second I running am. back. If you already, yes. even if you already have a running back on your squad, everything all comes down to roster construction. We've talked about that a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Like, there's only probably three running backs I would take in the first so often rounds with these receivers. You know, just dominating like they did last year. I mean, if your name's not McCaffrey, Hall, or Bijan Robinson, I probably would be happy to just go in zero RB the first four rounds and just seeing what, what plays out um, because there's so many running backs with so much unknown right now. We talked about Jacobs. We talked about Henry. We talked about Tony Pollard. We talked about, you know, Stevenson coming off, you know, a down year. We can keep going down this list of these guys. Right. And these guys could all be there for the taking back to back to back if you really want them. So play the unknown right now. Get as many receivers as you can early. If you don't get one of them top three running backs, guys like Josh Jacobs are fine to start a team with. I think it's important to understand too, Terp, if if you end up drafting in the FFPC never too early tournaments, or quite frankly, the fantasy pros championship, where you can win a million bucks with live drafts going on right now. I think the thing is if you draft Josh Jacobs in the mid-fifth, um, and it it doesn't work out or whatever, or maybe it does work out, then you already have your shares of him mm-hmm. in the in the mid-fifth, which then you can avoid him. The remainder of drafts. He won't drop the if he doesn't go back to the Raiders, he's gonna get be a starting running back somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Likely. A seven high like 70-30 guy at the very worst on a team. So in the fifth round, that's okay. It's, is, is, it, is it what you want? No. But if he goes to one of these, you know, spots that seem just too good to be true that are out there, you know, he lands in, in Baltimore or he lands in, you know, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I'm going to throw one to you in a second, but keep going. If he lands in like a Baltimore or like a Cincinnati type of situation where Mm -hmm. on offense is ascending, has a ton of talent, he could be easily pay off that fifth round ADP. Right. What about this? And I know this might hit home or not hit home, but the opposite of home, because I know you're a Tony Pollard guy. What about if he signs with Dallas? What if the Raiders let him go and Dallas signs him? As the one A and Pollard resumes the one B role, not only would that improve Josh Jacobs' um, fantasy status, it would improve Tony Pollard's status as well. Right? It would because last year we all know Tony Pollard was a complete and utter disaster. He was injured. Uh, he really wasn't that good. There's a lot of combinations. He didn't catch a lot of passes. The Dallas running back position, I don't know if it would be the most exciting compared to like so we'll say Baltimore, um, because I mean you kind of saw last year was it. Tony Pollard, Rico Dowdell, I mean, they threw the ball a ton, and I don't think they're going to stop doing that. I mean, that was a success last year. C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Ferguson, 
you know, Dak was the best quarterback in, in, in fantasy football most of the time, um, except the playoffs. Sorry. Um, <laughs> It's okay. So we're good. We're good. I we're good so, on that. I've been waiting for that for like a month. Right. Oh, the Cowboys. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. Listen, I, like once we get to the Cowboys, like we could we could go three hours deep on this. Easily. I want to stop, stop you from this because we have to get to our guest. Let's um, do it. He deserves it. He deserves it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're bringing him on right now. A guy who finished sixth place overall in the FFPC best ball tournament. Second place overall in the $200 FFPC playoff challenge. First and second place overall in the $35 FFPC playoff challenge. And for the first time ever, to my recollection, we are bringing on a guest from my hometown. I could probably get over That's to his just house. That's crazy, too. No here's, here, no, here's the thing. I could leave right now from where I'm at, at, at my work and drive 10 minutes, and I'd be right in his frame on his camera. Impressive. You follow him. On X at Cullen23, please welcome, literally, the pride of Appleton, Wisconsin, Cullen Hoffman joining the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour tonight. Cullen, thanks so much for joining. Uh, appreciate you you hopping on and a happy uh, early kickoff to your weekend, dude. How are you? Uh, what an introduction. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, boys. Appreciate it. I'm doing so, great. So, so the thing is, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this, Cullen is a uh, contrib- I, I don't want to say he's a caller. He's a contributor to my local fantasy football show here in Appleton, Wisconsin, for many years. And I, I've said, and I think Cullen, you can corroborate this. I've said for many years, based on the questions that you call in with, I'm like, Cullen should be hosting the show. Cullen should have his own show because I don't even know how to answer him. And now here we are. You win two hundred and sixty thousand dollars in the FFPC best ball tournament and playoff challenges combined, which is an absolute like crazy sum. We're going to get into how you got there and, and, and sort of like what it was like watching, you know, you get yourself there Uh, before we get to it. When you are not crushing all these tournaments in the FFPC, tell us every, uh, tell all the listeners and all the viewers tonight, what you're doing in glorious Appleton, Wisconsin, when you're not winning all this fantasy football money. Yeah, and a little note on on that. I discovered FFPC because of calling to the radio show and following you on Twitter. So thank you, sir. I wouldn't have uh, found this website without you. Appreciate it. Um, I, yeah, I'm a utility locator, so um, I uh, locate for the city of Fox Cross in Kakana, a little shoot. Then um, we do some stuff in Northeast Wisconsin as well. I, I love it. Uh, like this is this is surreal to me because I'm hearing all these these towns and cities mentioned <laughs> on a national podcast that I always hear on my local radio show, which is fantastic here. And you are repping. You got to show this off. The Scuba's Poorhouse hoodie. We're on yes, tonight, where we you are, are literally in heaven tonight. <laughs> oh, this, this is fantastic. Scuba's Poorhouse has been the home of many local radio remotes for the NFL draft, for um, uh, fantasy football parties and everything. So Colin is, is repping hard tonight. This is fantastic uh, to have you on. I feel like if I would have been thinking, I, I would have had you over and you could have done, I, I would have supplied <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, join the stream. Absolutely. Right. Like that, like have, like just have you on the same camera shot tonight because yeah. this is great stuff. Terp, you have another question about the, uh, the playoff challenge. So uh, when you're not crushing, oh, sorry, you already did that one. When you watch your right. team rise up the leaderboards to first and second, and you had to sweat the last two weeks, how was that feeling? You know, what we worried about, you know, how was just the, the home? Did you tell a lot of people about it? Did they all know what was going on? 
Yeah, so me and my brother actually did a team together, and um, when I, I think it was the divisional round at the end of it, I that's when I started going up the leaderboards, and I my daughter's had a gymnastics competition that weekend, so I wasn't watching any football, and wow. I got home, and I got a text message from my brother, like, I think he said, like, you're you're on the top of the leaderboards or whatever, and I looked, and I was in first and second in the 35 and second in the 200 in the at the end of the divisional, and somehow held all the way through championship and Super Bowl, which is insane. Yeah, it's crazy. And that that's that's the thing. It's like, okay, so let's let's just get into your your mindset. When you found out when your buddy told you this, that you're like, hey man, my brother, or your brother, excuse me, your brother said you're at the top of the leaderboard. You see it for yourself. Immediate reaction. What do you think? Is this real life? I expected this. What's your immediate reaction? Well, uh, Josh Allen lost, so I was just like, yeah, right. this is cool. This is cool for now, but you know, it, this is not going to stay that way. It's cool to look at. Uh, I was kind of mad that he told me. Like, I wish he would have told me because my plan was not to look at all. It's just like nothing's going to change. I'll maybe till look after, at till after the Super Bowl. That's what yeah, you're or gonna, maybe okay. even before the Super Bowl, like in the two weeks or something, see where I'm sitting. But I'm like, I honestly didn't want to know. I was kind of mad because it was a close game, Allen. They missed that, you know, wide right, Buffalo wide right. <laughs> missed that field goal, and I thought that was that was the end, end of the dream. And somehow Lamar Jackson doesn't do much and loses, and yeah. Okay, so so it's not real for you at this point. No. After and 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 I'll I'll give my two the two cents on this and Terp, you can too. So I, I look at um the the Super Bowl and I knew based on like Zach Toyo, who we've had on the show a couple yep. of weeks ago, who won the best ball tournament, who won, inevitably won the $200 FFPC playoff challenge. We looked at this and we talked about this at the FFPC. We're like, you know, we don't really see, like it's going to take a Herculean effort to, um, to, to knock Toyo and to knock you, Colin, off the top spots in these playoff challenges. I mean, I know you didn't want to think it, but at the same time, the realist in you, and I know you play a ton of stuff, you had to be thinking like, okay, I'm probably not going to be knocked off this perch. So when you talk about um, that two-week sweat, and maybe it wasn't a sweat for you, but and you you texted me on, on X, and you're like, hey, man, I'm in first and second. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. I texted Leo, uh, my co-host, obviously, as you know, for, for my local show here. I said, Colin is first and second, and he's second overall in the tour. So you had to know at that point, like, look, I don't want to count my money at this point, but at the same time, it's going to take a huge effort here. Were you looking at the players and the and yeah. the entries down yeah. the leaderboard? You're like, okay, I got to figure this out. What's yeah. it going to take for me to be unseated here? Yeah, I immediately after the championship round, I looked at every team to see what I was fading and. Um, in the $200, it was the, the one that was pretty much wrapped up. I, it, Rashi Rice needed to score like t- outscore Travis Kelsey by like 20, I believe, or something like that, or, or 15 when in the points double. Um, but in the 35, there was a Pacheco team that actually got within three points in the first half. I don't know if you guys probably weren't sweating like I was, but Pacheco right. had a really good first half, and Kelsey didn't do anything. He had Did one nothing. reception for like three yards, and the Pacheco team got within three points. So it wasn't, I actually thought, and it would, he would have gotten first. So I would have knocked my first and second down to second and third, which is, I mean, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's a a big deal. So, right. And then the second half, Travis Kelsey was Travis Kelsey. And then it kind of put the game away, but it it got a little sweaty 
um, for sure in the first half. And then that leading up to the Super Bowl, it was probably the slowest two weeks I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I've never, <laughs> I've never uh, had time go that slow. I think I'm need to like book trips every six months or a year. So I have something to look forward to because with three kids, life goes too fast sometimes. And that really slowed it down <laughs> for sure. So let me ask you this, Cullen. Um, uh, you have, in, and, I, and you may have told me this and I apologize if you did and I forgot you have three kids, two, yes. two in, Two girls in gymnastics? Yep, two girls okay. in competitive gymnastics. That's pretty much like every weekend, yep. Right, exactly, um, which is why we had to delay your appearance till now, which is yeah. fine. Um, yeah. So so my question, I have a – got to think about this for a second – an eight-year-old daughter who yeah. became a Kansas City Chiefs fan because of Taylor Swift, because of Travis Kelsey. Did you let your daughters stay up – or maybe they normally stay up that late anyway, but mm-hmm. did you let your daughter stay up so they could – rejuvenate Travis Kelsey in the second half. I don't know if they're, they're Taylor Swift fans or whatever, but did they you are. let them stay up? So you, yeah. So you had to let them like, okay, I need the mojo yeah. here. Right. Yes. Yeah. We were big Swifties. We were definitely big Swifties. And Love that. yeah, I have an eight year old daughter as well. And then a 10 year old. So the 10 year old was on her cell phone, not really interested, but my eight year old got into the game and was cheering for me. And every time they showed Taylor Swift, she was loving it. So, they did a they did a good job marketing. Whatever it took. The young, right. young audience that was definitely not interested before she was on the so, radar. So so call it. So when you were leading up to the Super Bowl, did you tell your family or friends or anybody about this to, to uh, let them know how close you were? A couple close friends and and my wife and and my brother who did the content. He we split a team. And, right. Um, did some, but other than that, I kind of tried to keep it because I knew it wasn't final. I've been around long enough. Nothing's final until the last whistle is blown. So, smart man, smart yeah. man for sure. Um, okay, let's get into the minutia here. We enough of the 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 um, the, the the showmanship leading up to the to the uh, to the title for you. Your playoff challenge rosters. I you did have multiple teams, but it's not like you had like fifty plus teams or whatever. Nope. Um, which which some people. So there is a, there's some nuance to this. There's some nuance in building these playoff rosters. When you are starting to build, you know, whether you want to talk about the $35 or the $200, maybe there's not a difference for you. What's your process like when you're assembling these rosters that ultimately ended, you know, getting you $200 plus $1,000 this year? Yeah, so this is my second year doing this. Um, last year, me and my brother was our first year. We uh, think we split a $200 team and I did one by myself. Um, this year, I got six in the best ball, so I had a little extra that I put into it. So we did the same thing. Um, we built a team together and then I put in five more into the 200 and I put five more myself in, and then I did 11 total in the 35. Um, yeah. And the process was pretty, just like we did last year, we kind of fill out a bracket, how we think the playoffs are going to go. And, and we go from there and we discuss which players from each team that we like. Um, and we just kind of talk on the phone, assemble the team. And then after that, um, I sat and tinkered forever with the other teams. So there was so much going on this year with weather. And, and so this year was kind of a little bit different with that. Um, with the Buffalo game getting moved to Monday, I believe it was, or Tuesday, yep. whatever it was, Tuesday or Monday. Um, then, then the cold weather in Miami, um, which originally had 100% Miami fade. And I tinkered it to like, I actually went back and looked at uh, my teams, and I had a lot more Tyree kill than I originally thought. It went with zero and then tinkered my way into like 60% or something. But 
but yeah, there's not much of a process. You just fill the bracket and kind of go from there. Uh, Terp's going to ask you about his beloved Eagles in a second, but I have to Toyo. give a shout out. Yeah, Zach Toyo oh. chiming in like he, he uh, the guy who won and and like as massive as your year was, he had another massive ridiculous. Year. Yeah, Winning my neck the best hurts from there. looking up at him all year long. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best line on X. Like when I saw you tweet, that was fantastic. Yeah. But Zach Toyo, former uh, uh, guest of the show. Uh, saying fortunate to survive the Zay Flowers chase down epic conquest in both tourneys. Uh, you finished six to him in the best ball tournament, and, and uh, Zach uh, also won the um, the two hundred dollar FFPC playoff challenge. Yeah. But like, here's the thing, Colin. Like, I know it stings that you did. Like, he took home seven hundred thousand plus. Yeah, but taking home two hundred sixty thousand yeah. plus. Nice little consolation prize, right? Nothing yeah. wrong with that at all. Absolutely. And I had the same team he did in the 35. Right, just, exactly. That the, yeah, That was the one of the five I didn't enter in the 200. Which, I mean, oh. I can't complain about that. I could have yeah. went first and second in the big one too, but uh, yeah. Do, do you it want – it, it and Terp, last time I interrupt you, I promise, I, I, wanted, I want you to ask this Eagles question. I to, uh, 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 Cullen, I saw your um, tweets. Um, about all the people you want to give shout-outs. Do you want to give a shout-out to anybody live here tonight that helped you not only win the best ball tournament, but the playoff challenge uh, as well? Yeah. I mean, I, did, I watched the – that's uh, kind of uh, the background of this year is I actually uh, put in the time and effort to try to get better at, at best ball, and, and that goes with watching content. I'm, I can't mm-hmm. do all this by myself, and I, I follow a lot smarter people than I do. So – uh, big one for the playoff challenge specifically. There was a lot more uh, content this year, but the the ship chasing crew with uh, Mike Leone was on and Drew Dinkmeyer, if you're familiar with them, but they did an amazing yeah. job. Yep. Uh, they talked through, that's actually got me on the Justin Tucker build. Um, I wanted to f- somewhat fade um, the Ravens and I just didn't like any of their skill players. So I, I wanted to soft fade them with Tucker and that was the the, the build that got, um, the, the one with Toyo, the, the one that got first in the, in the 35. So that was a, a, a big contributing factor. And then I, I read some articles here and there, but that I, content was huge for me this year. I have a job where I drive around 50% of the time. And instead of listening to music this year, I just drill in fantasy football content and Smart. it really paid off this year. My beloved Eagles question. Why Devonta Smith over AJ Brown and Dallas Goddard or DeAndre Swift or, the rest of that bomb team. Jalen Hurts, yeah. whatever. Let's throw yeah. Hurts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Devonta Smith was one of the few players I had on every single one of my teams. Um, A.J. Brown was coming in. Even if he played, I was kind of upset because I already had Devonta Smith locked in, and then the news came out that A.J. Brown was not going to play against Tampa, and that came before Locke, which I was hoping would come after Locke. But um, <laughs> I, just, I just thought he was going to get heavily targeted. Uh, Tampa Bay struggled against the pass. AJ Brown's coming in banged up, and I liked a lot of tight ends over Dallas Goddard. I, I love um, Njoku and then um, Travis Kelsey as well, and I just didn't want to play three tight ends. So yeah, I wanted Laporta even over. I would have played Laporta over I would um, over him, over Goddard. So, yeah, it was that was an easy one for me. I was He was locked into every single one of my lineups. I loved loved him. Paid off. Yeah, it did. Cullen, you talked about you didn't want to play three tight ends. And I think if that's the case, well, twofold question here. Number one, why did you not want to play three tight ends? And number two, why, and maybe this influenced your decision here, because you look at the Lions, Montgomery, 
Gibbs, Laporta, St. Brown. There's a lot of players that you could have gone with there. You ended up going with St. Brown. Talk a little bit about why you didn't want to go with that many tight ends. And then secondly, why Amon Ross St. Brown, and maybe this figured in to, to your answer to the first question here, why you ended up going with St. Brown as your Lions representative here. Uh, his target share is just too, is too hard to pass up. He was just too heavily targeted. Um, I knew if the Lions lost, he probably was going to get probably the most points scored. He was in the second one that I had in every single one of my lineups. It wasn't even a decision. I just – he was too safe to pass up with his – how much he's targeted. So – and then uh, actually the uh, Gibbs team actually was charging up the leaderboard on the conference championship game, and uh, San Francisco doesn't come back. I'm probably not on the show tonight either. Um, oh, so. yeah, good point, yeah. Yeah, well, well yeah. listen, you're from Appleton. You would have been on the show eventually. So <laughs> I figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's not like, let, let's not, let's call a spade a spade here. You would have been on the show, but it's good to hear uh, you talking about that here. I, I think, well, like, and I don't know how much you're into 2024 drafts, but when you look at Laporta, when you look at St. Brown, either of those guys high on your list in a tight end premium format this year, Colin? Definitely. I, I love that whole offense. Um, okay. I love their whole offense. So yeah, Laporta, I was on him last year. I can't believe how cheap he was. Um, this year, it's going to be tough for prices this year on ADP. I haven't really looked into the ADP. I know Jameer Gibbs is probably going early first second. Round. If yeah, late first, first early round. second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, those prices are just. I, I'll have to just see. But yeah, I, I want a piece of a piece of that offense for sure. Your sixth place basketball team. What were your favorite draft picks that panned out that, that got you in the running there? They obviously had a great season, finishing sixth, almost took it down. What picks do you look back at? It? You said you know, that was the golden one. Uh, Kyron Williams, obviously. I feel like that's the answer for most people. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah if you didn't really have Kyron Williams, you probably you, you were way were. behind the eight ball. Yeah. Colin, Colin, let me ask you this about Kyron Williams. Do you remember? Yeah. And I don't, I don't have your team in front of you, so I apologize. Do you remember so, roughly what round you took him in and what attracted you to Kyron Williams in 2023? I drafted this team up north at my parents' place, and the reception is pretty spotty. Hold so on. I, hold on. I, I got to uh, ask. Please say you got auto-picked. Hold on. Hold on. I got auto-picked. Hold on. I did not. Not with Kyron. No, hold on. No, not with that's, Kyron. Oh, man. I just needed to stay with the auto-pick. No, no, no. That would have no, been better. No, hold on. Hold on. We're going to do this. We're going to do this right way. Terp, to borrow a phrase from True Detective Season 4, you're asking the wrong question. The correct question is, where is up north? Where did you – because the Wisconsin people oh, want man. to know. He's Colin, where is up north? Store. Hold on. Uh, hold Lakewood on. Mountain. Lakewood Mountain. It, okay, so I've never been in that area. What part of – is this Wisconsin or the UP yes. in Michigan? It's Wisconsin, yes. Vilas County, or where is this? Uh, hour and a half north uh, from Appleton, straight north on 47. Oh, on 47. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay, I, 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 I'm going to be passing this range next week when I do beautiful, my ice fishing trip, area. which will probably not be ice fishing. We're no ice be, there, so. I was going to say, we're going to be doing regular fishing, boat yeah. fishing this year. It's not, There's no ice fishing uh, this year, but that's good to know. Uh, where you're at this year. Okay, so I, I apologize. Keep going with no, your answer. To no, but I, I, I think I auto-drafted two, but one was Mike Gesicki, which I, when I got back, logged in, I saw I got auto-drafted him. I was super tilted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I drafted Kyron Wins. I believe he was my last 18th round pick, I believe. Okay, uh, let's do this. Um, 
Matt, uh, I, not Matt, Marts D eight thirty two. You may or may not know this guy. I see. I made the mistake of sending this link out to my fantasy football <laughs> chat. So I they come in flocks. Yeah. He wants to know what your favorite pizza is. Called. Yeah. Of Do you course. have a favorite pizza? Yeah. Frozen. The classic, the classic cheese. That, yep. <laughs> from anywhere? If from Just, anywhere. Oh my! Oh, uh, probably Cranky Pats or Toppers. I mean, uh, um, uh, not Toppers. Um, Cranky Pats is a good good answer. Uh, what's the other one? Appleton. I'm sorry, Pierre's. Pierre's Pierre Pizza. Yeah, yeah. 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 It used to be Frank's Pizza Palace. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, we are we are dialed in tonight, my friend. <laughs> totally on this uh, for sure. Okay, all right. Let's. Get, no, but let's yeah. The, to back to like the, the the some of the other draft choices too that I wrote down that I liked were um, uh, Jaden Reed. And Jalen yeah. Warren uh, were two, which, uh, again, this is something that I'm going to lean on heavily this year in 2024 is uh, I did last year as well is, is drafting uncertain older running backs, backups that are more talented, um, younger. Like last year was Cam Akers. I, I was drafting mm-hmm. a lot of Kyron Williams. Uh, Miles Sanders, I was drafting a lot of Chuba Hubbard. Uh, Alexander Madison had a ton of uh, Ty Chandler. Ty Chandler. Yep. Um, uh, Jalen Warren for um, Najee. Najee Harris. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just going to lead into that heavily again this year. Okay. This is interesting, Colin, because we have a, uh, a rookie running back class coming in that is not necessarily top heavy, but it's fairly deep. So when Correct. you start drafting your best ball or you're never too early best ball or what have you, mm-hmm. you're going to start going in on these guys, not necessarily of how talented they are, but for what they represent, the younger guys that could take over for the older guys, which you have had a lot of success with this year. So the thing is, if you want to draft early, you don't necessarily have to know these guys, but you have to know what they represent. And that could be fantasy goodness in the best ball tournament. Absolutely. And I haven't really looked in too much. Um, it's been a whirlwind, so I haven't really done too much drafting or looked into the class all that much. But, yeah, I'm I'm in a lot depends on the, where they're drafted and the situation that they're drafted in, too. So. Okay, so Zach Toyo chiming in on YouTube, and this is for the true detective fans out there. Liz Danvers would swipe right on Balky. I listen. Here's here's the thing. In real life, Liz Danvers played by Jodie Foster, who is a lesbian, I believe, in real life. Hmm. And and I know she was not a lesbian on the show, um, but the fact if she is swiping right on me, I will take that as a compliment uh, going forward. Do you guys watch True Detective or no? Or am I just alone in this? I, I think I watched not. the first couple episodes of the first season, which was pretty okay. good. Okay. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, like I told my wife, I, I said after, cause we had the season four finale this past week. I told my wife, I'm like, we need to watch cause I've seen the first season. And if you've never seen True Detective before, it's an anthology. I don't know why we're getting into this, but we will. Um, it's an anthology. So every season is totally different. Like you don't yeah. have to see the first or the second or the third to understand future seasons. First season is what you want to watch, and and we'll see what happens with my wife watching that with me. But it is fantastic. Woody Harrelson, Matthew McConaughey, excellent work. Okay, now getting into um, the best ball tournament or getting back to the best ball tournament, Colin. Um, week 17, you're in the championship round. I know that Toyo ended up winning it, but how close were you watching it? Was this a, a situation where Zach, like his team, ended up exploding towards the end? How close were you watching your specific squad on that final weekend? Uh, yeah, Zach pretty much ran away with it. Um, I was just trying to ladder uh, and seeing how far I could get. Uh, I had Jordan Love and Jaden Reed 
and they played Sunday night, <clears throat> had a great first half. Jaden Reed ended up sitting out the second half, and Jordan Love, I think, maybe played the third quarter, but yeah. the Vikings weren't competitive. The game was kind of over. I could have possibly made it to third at the highest, maybe, if uh, Jaden Reed plays the second half and it's competitive more. But, no, I, w- I was just trying to – I was maybe basically sweating the ladders at that point. You, you kind of resigned yourself to the outcome yeah. at that point. And was that yep. Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? I forget. That was Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Christ- okay. Wait, was it Christmas Eve? I, I don't know. know. I'm asking One of the two. I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, listen, all my teams are eliminated by that. So I don't I wasn't watching closely. I, I, week at that week 17, point at I thought all. was the next week. Was in like hold on, uh, hold on. Now okay, so now I have to look at this. Christmas Eve was week this. 16 because I believe Amari Cooper put up 50 that week and I ran away with my league. So I okay, think it was so, January something. Right, so this would have been New Year's Year's Eve or whatever it is. Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Again, something I I had something going on that week, and it wasn't my fantasy football teams. So that would make sense. Well, no, like it's a blur for you. I'm not surprised that you don't remember because you had all this stuff going. I mean, the best ball tournament and then obviously the playoff challenge, you had that hit you in the face like a ton of bricks. It's been crazy. Um, Let's get into how many emails do I have here tonight? I have two emails for you here, Colin. Uh, Vern in Port Orange, Florida. Hi, Cullen. Did David and Joku, uh, excuse me, David and Joku did most of his damage with Joe Flacco and not Deshaun Watson. How do you handle him in drafts this season? So, Vern, thank you for the email in uh, Florida. We appreciate that. As I look at the ADP, fantasymojo.com, David and Joku is the tight end nine this year at the 601. My initial reaction here, Colin, is that that's going too high because of how successful he was with Flacco and how unsuccessful he was with Watson. But I'll let you weigh in. Tell me what you think about David Njoku as the tight end nine in 2024. Yeah, I'd have to see who's going around before and after him. But I I I can tell you. Hold on. I can tell you. I can tell you this. So Njoku, as I said, um, tight end nine, we are – oh, let me just sort. Okay, this is the great thing about Fantasy Mojo. I can sort by position. So he is going as tight end nine. If you look at the other tight ends around him, Brock Bowers, 508. George Kittle, 508. Again, David Njoku, 601. And then you're looking at Kyle Pitts, 609. Jake Ferguson at the 701. So those are the – four tight ends immediately around him. Your thoughts there? Uh, yeah, I like the last two that you said over uh, Bowers. I, I do like Bowers, but... Pitts and Ferguson, I, you like would, better than... I would, than yeah, than, I would take Pitts, uh, Pitts out of all the group, and then probably Ferguson, and then Njoku, and then okay. probably Bowers. Okay, we got into this a little bit earlier, and, and we'll get into it now because we're going to get some concrete info. Trevor in the NYC. What's up, champ? How do you feel about Kyron Williams at the end of the first round this year? So Kyron Williams, as as we and I'm citing all of this is FFPC number two early best ball uh, draft data. Kyron Williams right now is the running back five, Cullen. He is the running back five at the 202. He is going behind Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs. He is going right in front of Jonathan Taylor and Devon A. Chan. Now, I will let my thoughts on Kyron Williams be known after you answer this. Um, but Kyron Williams, running back five, early in the second round, how do you feel about him? Yeah, I have a soft spot for Kyron since I – Because of what happened last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was on um, 
a lot of my teams. I won uh, my uh, high school championship for the first time ever, surprisingly, <laughs> with Kyron Williams. But that's just a tough click for me. Um, I don't know. That just seems a little rich at the end of the first round. His volume's probably going to be there, and he's just in a stud, but it's just a tough click for me at the end of the first. Here's why – so I agree with you. And, Turp, I'll let you weigh in on this as well. I cannot take Kyron Williams that high because even though as good as he was at the end of the season, I am not convinced that the Rams will not add somebody, not necessarily a free, with free agency, but to add somebody on day two of the draft, a second or a three-round pick. When you consider all these running backs, it's a deep running back class, not a top-heavy running back class, but a deep running back class. And even if the guy is not great, if they draft somebody on day two of the draft, good or not, he is going to impact Kyron Williams' touches this year. And if he impacts Kyron Williams' touches this year, Kyron Williams becomes an immediate fade at running back five at the 202. Terp, your thoughts? 100% agree with you. I, I mean, I can't pull the plug. I mean, he's a first-round pick. You know, I, I'm just not there. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, things might not change. But right now, if he doesn't fall at all, uh, I'm out at that ADP. I mean, I just think that there's just much better players that you can get right around that that level, especially receivers, um, and build a team a little bit different than, than taking that what most people are going to say is a risk. I mean, he obviously proved it, but to me, it's it's just too rich for my blood. Okay. All right. I get it. And, and it makes perfect sense. Um, uh, Terp, I'm going to let you get uh, number nine here. The, the penultimate final question for Cullen tonight as we look at 2024 drafts. We ask everybody this question, and I know you haven't done much drafting yet, but is there somebody that you're exciting on drafting? Maybe it's a rookie that you like a lot in 2024. And is there a player that you will be off? Let's just say early on. I know, like I said, you haven't done many drafts, but yeah, just I'm through on... news and then rookies and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I'm on a bunch of second year players. Uh, I love, it's going to be a homer pick, but I love Jaden Reed this year. I, I, I've been calling him mini Debo for the last season. I just think he does a lot of similar things that a Debo does. <clears throat> Packers seem to love him getting the ball in his hands. And another Jaden uh, rookie that I'm excited to draft this year is Jaden Daniels. Um, I love his upside in best ball. Uh, depending on, on what the bears do, I, I don't love Caleb Williams going to the Bears. I love him as a talent. I just, I don't know about the coaching and how much they're going to be running. So I love Jaden Daniels, even Drake May. Um, and then you guys were talking about him before, but uh, J- Jacobs is off. He's off my draft board. Um, a couple of the other older running backs like Eckler and David Montgomery are also no goes for me. I think um, um... – you know, not that I'm necessarily as a Packers fan rooting for the Bears to take Caleb Williams. I just know if they take Caleb Williams, I am definitely fading Caleb Williams. We'll find a way to screw it up. That's, that's my – like, Bears, like, man. Like, I, here's know. the thing. We have a lot of Bears fans who watch us, a lot of guys in Chicago who watch us. But, like, I, I'm just going by past history, and I don't really see a – They always find a way. Yeah, exactly. That that's the thing, Turp. They always find a way to screw this up. Final question for you um, here tonight, Colin. Um, Two hundred sixty thousand dollars with the best ball tournament 
uh, FFPC playoff challenge, both the $200 level and the $35 level, you have a ton of cash um, that is at your disposal. Do you have any plans? What are you going to be spending this money on, this newfound money, this quasi-life-changing money? Any any earmarks to, to this cash? Yeah, I'm just going to fix up my current house, get it ready to sell, upgrade a little bit so each one of my children can have their own bedroom. <laughs> um and that's pretty much it. I I am gonna do. Um, I am gonna play the main event uh, for the first time. Oh, Ooh, sure. you gonna yeah. come to Vegas? Come out to I Vegas. Am. Hang out with us I for am. sure. Yes. No, I that's yeah. Awesome. Um, couple of things with with Cullen here, and Cullen, you may or may not know this. You probably don't know this. Okay. So number one, I, I don't know if you listen to me and Leo in the afternoons. Do you know Troublemaker El Grande when we referenced him? Yep. Okay, Troublemaker El Grande, my best friend. His grandmother lived on the same street that you live on right now, Francis. as well as my best friend from grade school. Because I saw your address, and I'm like, "Holy cow!" My best friend from grade school. This might be your favorite show of all time. I, it's blowing my mind, Turp. It is I mean, absolutely blowing. All my the mind. guests you've had on here, and yeah. this guy literally lives ten minutes from you. It's 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 crazy. It's amazing. And by, and by the way, uh, Colin, just I, no pressure. But I'm at my office doing the show. After the show is over, I'm going across the street to Riverside Bar and Grill. Leo is out there. We're gonna I'm, we're gonna walk. I'll be there. Through. Perfect. I'll we're, stop gonna watch, we're gonna we're gonna watch the rest of the Bucks Timberwolves Perfect. game. If you come Perfect. out, that'd be fantastic. Absolutely we will continue amazing. to follow you, Cullen at Cullen twenty three on X. Uh, congratulations on all your success uh, in twenty twenty three. Like, listen, twenty twenty four is a spring off point. And I will see you out in uh, Las Vegas at Turf sure. World too when yeah. uh, you are drafting live at Planet Hollywood. And quite First frankly, beers the way, on me. Th- there you go. Thank you. And and the and the way things are going for you might be a million dollar trip for you as well. So, yes. Thank so. you so much for for hopping aboard. And I will yeah. see you shortly, Colin. Thank you. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Cheers. Congrats Cheers. again. Cheers. Thank you. I'll do that as well. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you, Colin. Colin Hoffman at Colin twenty three on the X. Uh, the sixth place finisher in the 2023 FFPC best ball tournament, the uh, uh, winner of the $35 FFPC playoff challenge and the runner up in the $35 playoff challenge and the runner up in the $200 playoff challenge as well. Terp, quite frankly, I think him and Zach Toyo, they team up. Nobody's going to stop them in 2024. Seriously, right? I mean, I, I'm dancing in these streets. It's not easy to beat either of them. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Um, all right. We do not have a ton of time left here. But I want to get to a couple of emails. Terp, you are the guest co-host this week. I'm going to leave it up to you. I'm going to give you dealer's choice here. We can do an email on Kyle Pitts, Anthony Kyle Pitts. Richardson, Kenneth Walker, or Dalton Kincaid. You're going with Pitts? Kyle Pitts. Okay, perfect. So Gary in Pittsburgh, this is his email. I feel like I, <laughs> I, feel like I email about this every single year, but how do you guys feel about Kyle Pitts now? Now, the interesting thing with this is, um, and I, I thought I saw a blurb. Maybe it was on Roto World. I'm going to look it up right now. I thought I saw a blurb about this. The new head coach there is um, Raheem Morris, who is a, um, uh, he's a defensive guy. He's a defensive guy and, and uh, hired Zach Robinson from the, um, from the Rams, Rams as the new correct. offensive coordinator there. Yep. And Zach Robinson said, Kyle Pitts um, and Bijan Robinson have formational versatility, which means they can move them all over um, in in um, in formations to try to get them open. Recently, Kevin Kroger 
the Falcons tight end coach, uh, tight ends coach says that Kyle Pitts is an asset, not only in the passing game, but in the running game as well. To me, this suggests that Pitts is going to be out there a lot more, which is great. You love to see it. Um, Terp right now, Kyle Pitts, ADP in the FFPC, never too early best ball tournament. Tight end 10 at the 609. To my knowledge, you can corroborate this. He's never been lower as far as his ADP goes. Kyle Pitts this year, tight end 10 at the 609. What are you doing with him, man? Give me all of it. Every single one of it. I've never been on Kyle Pitts. I just, we've known what I thought of Arthur Smith. That thankfully he's not there anymore. Zach Robinson is the real deal. He's a guy that I was hoping the Eagles would target um, as their offensive coordinator. Callum Moore is fine. No disrespect to him, but I mean, you saw the Rams offense last year and that offense was buzzing. Puka mm-hmm. developing. I mean, Cooper Cup regressed a little bit. Demarcus Robinson coming out of nowhere. Um, tight ends that really weren't that involved, but they don't have a t- talent like Kyle Pitts. Right. And we're not even going to get to the B. John Robinson because that's a whole well, different story. And he okay. is through the – I think he's the number one overall player. Potential. I mean, everything is there for him. You saw the workload that Kyron Williams got. I mean – there is nothing you could say negative about Bijan Robinson this year in that offense. If it, if it's not this year with these guys, then maybe they just aren't good enough because Zach Robinson's coming there and he is going to let that offense. If they get Justin Fields, or you know, I don't really want Russell Wilson there. I think Justin Fields fits it a little bit better. I like mm-hmm. Justin Fields, um, but if they can start the team with Fields, Robinson, Pitts, and Drake London. Falcons could be a massive problem in the NFC. I mean, they're a quarterback away from being very, very good if, if they could figure it out. That's the issue right now is they're probably too far down to get a quarterback to get one of these young rookies. And the free agent class, Kirk Cousins, Fields, Wilson, etc. It sounds like Fields is the odds-on favorite for the Falcons and Wilson's the odds-on favorite for the Steelers. Steelers. Um, That's what everybody's saying. We know right. these things change. I mean, right. There, there's just not a lot of guys out there. We saw Jimmy G getting suspended for the first two games. Mm-hmm. Saw that the other day, just totally out of left field. So he's a guy that you're not going to see probably. He's, he's pretty much undraftable um, because he's not going to start. I mean, no team's going to just give him the job right away after missing two games. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but Kyle Pitts sixth round, I'll take him there and be very, very happy with it. It's just hard this year because, like, looking, I looked the other day for the first time at the ADP and then in the early best ball drafts, and, and it's all over the place. I mean, you look at guys yeah. like Trey McBride, Sam Laporta, guys that were free agent darlings, you know, in, in home leagues. And you got Trey McBride. I drafted him more than anybody last year in, in the teens. You're not going to see him in the teens anymore. Jake Ferguson was a guy that didn't even get drafted in some leagues. Same type of situation. So it's just finding that tight end this year. And I'm okay. You know, cheap Kyle Pitts, it's worth the risk. He has the draft capital. If they can get a quarterback there with all the other weapons they have and the coaches are speaking him up, it could be it could be a top five tight end Kyle Pitts here. Right. Yeah. And I think that's like again, uh Turp, you know this better than anybody. This guy has been polarizing every single year he has been in the league from his rookie year till now. And, and, and some uh, of it has been his problem. I mean, right. but most of it was the idiot that was the head coach. Let's just call yes. it what it is. 
That's true. I mean, uh, factually, I correct. was hoping I never had to speak on Arthur Smith again, but then he got an offensive coordinator job with the Steelers, which just is a nightmare because the Steelers offensively was just a complete nightmare as it was. Now we get to deal with him. This this is great knowledge here, Terp. Let let's touch on that Steelers thing real quick. You don't like it the fact no. that Arthur Smith is there as the OC. Does that mean you're fading Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Dodgy Harris, uh, Jalen Warren? Your thoughts what's on best the Steelers case scenario offense? in Pittsburgh right now? I mean, what's what's best case scenario? Justin Fields. Worst case scenario is a dusty Russell Wilson. Like likely, I mean, they're going to be a team that's going to Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, rinse and repeat. I mean, you're going to see them guys get a ton of carries, and, and yeah, somebody in the George Pickens, Deontay Johnson is going to get work, just like Jake, Drake London got work. Right. But, like, is it going to be enough to warrant, like, you know, taking them as early as they're going? I don't I don't know. I mean, Arthur Smith didn't throw a lot of deep balls. George Pickens, that's what he does, you know, the best. You know, these deep, you know, throws down, I don't see it. So, uh, I don't know. I was hoping the Steelers got some young – bright offensive mind because they have the talent, they have the running back position, they have receivers, they have, you know, Pat Fryer moved to tight end, but Arthur Smith is just a fossil. And it's just people, people say, Oh, he's going to change the offensive coordinator. Let's just clarify in, in Tennessee. They, they weren't setting the world on fire with anybody either. It was just Derek Henry show. And, and Ryan Tannehill had a, some good years. He never was a fantasy superstar. So, I mean, to me, it's just Steelers are going to be, if they're cheap enough, best ball, but like I could never imagine starting a Steelers receiver in redraft as of February 23rd. Right. I think that's, it's important to understand here. Like, and this goes into kind of what I talked Well, I didn't talk about this at the top of the show, but drafting for best ball teams in January and February is different than so drafting different. and managed teams in July. I couldn't even August imagine these, these people that are doing fancy pros draft right now. I clap it up for you. I salute you. You guys are just yeah. absolute degenerates because there's just so many. I mean, every year we talk about these first couple shows. We talk about like the moving parts of, of, of the league. But I feel like this year, more than any other year, we have a lot of unknown in the rookie class. We have Marvin Harrison being drafted in the second, third round of just total unknown. Yeah. Uh, if he goes to New England, I mean, he's going to drop multiple rounds. Yeah, if he goes to Arizona, which is probably the, the lowest he would go, that definitely helps him with Kyler Murray, but who the heck knows what the Patriots are going to do? And then you have all these free agent running backs that are out there that are just the pollers that we talked about. Saquon Barkley. Yeah, what the Barkley. He he's getting drafted sure. in the second round. Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry. Josh like, Jacobs, list, yeah. Tony Pollard, Austin Eckler. Keep going on the list of all these guys mm-hmm. that were last last year, you're taking them in the first, second round. Right. Like Nick Chubb, like where, what happens there? Like, oh. Does he come back? Is he healthy? Like, you know, TJ Hawkinson, there's just so many questions of guys that are coming off major, major injuries. Aaron Rodgers, he, he, is he hundred percent? Does he care? Cause that depends on everything on first round, Brees Hall, first round, Garrett Wilson. We could go on and on just the questions. I feel like this year is, I don't know if I'll be starting as early as I did just because I mean, yeah, you can, you can get some, I'll mess around early on, but like, I feel like there's a lot more pitfalls than there are success stories in these early drafts. I feel sense. like the I feel like the people that mess around early, uh, it's it's a twofold benefit in my opinion. And this is again, this is what I've seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people that mess around, number one, will hit on stuff from time to time, and number two, they're better prepped for June, July, and August, they're learning, which is which I've noticed. I, right. I, I did a right. couple small stakes drafts this week, just 
trying to just get a lay of the land. And I remember looking at my first draft, sent it to a friend of mine. He was like, are you drunk? Like, what the hell is going on? I'm like, I, I was confused. And then like, after you, after you do the first one and you start like, you know, I'm a big stacker, you start, you know, figuring, figuring things out. But man, like you look at this class and, you know, I've done some research on the rookie class, but not as much as some of these dynasty guys or these right. guys who just literally breathe the draft. But there's a lot of unknown in the rookie class too. And there's no sure, sure things outside of the first couple guys. Obviously the quarterbacks are top heavy, but there's a ton of, ton of questions early on. And, and if you can figure out the, the landmines, you could be sitting with some just monster, monster early teams. To quote former Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, it's a beautiful mystery. But and one thing, Jordan Love to the moon. I love him. I love him. It, it, like I was cautious. No bigger I, fan of Jordan Love. And right. that, that Green Bay, right. the future is bright with him. They figure it out. They get them receivers healthy and then continue to evolve. Aaron Jones comes back there, stays healthy. The offensive line defense is obviously the question. They right. get some guys in there, some dogs in the draft. Packers could be the favorite right behind the 49ers right now in, in the AFC. In the AFC. You know what's Easily. what's crazy? What's crazy about that Terp is you, you think about what Jordan Love did this year with um, not only a super young. Um, I don't want to turn this into a Packers thing, but I will. It's okay. In honor of Cullen Hoffman. Um, yeah. um, what he did this past season with a super young group of receivers, uh, pass catchers, we'll say, because yeah. I want to include the tight ends and running backs, was insane. And then when you couple that with how injured players were this year, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, Dontavian Wicks, Jaden Reed, I mean, all these guys, Luke Musgrave, uh, Tucker Kraft, they all missed time due to injury. The defense, and, Jair Alexander and, was out most of the right. year. Yeah, and that and that's another good point. Um so for me, and I understand there's probably going to be a sophomore slump. There's there's probably going to be um, a a nope. certain reaction to love that that uh, from defenses, and they have the they they finish second place in the NFC North, so they're going to face yeah. the second you know the second place schedule this year. So I think that there's going to be some lumps this year, but no question when you consider what it takes to be a quarterback in the NFL and what it takes to find a quarterback in the NFL. Jordan Love and the Packers are a match made in heaven. They had um, the 49ers beat. He'll never they get had that the 49ers, experience back, absolutely. but he'll learn. From, yep. He'll never yep. get that experience back, but he'll learn from it. They and will learn from that it. That game, they should have won. They all Anybody that watched that game, they were the better team that day. They just got stupid at the end of the game, lost right. a little composure, and they got beat by the better overall team. Right. Um, better roster and, and more better. You, you sit there and you watch the way they played against the Cowboys and you watch the way they played against the 49ers for most of the game, there's not a way that anybody, from if you're a Packers fan or not a Packers fan, can't be excited about that team. You know, I just I, – I go back to the, the 90s when, when you know, Green Bay had the Favre and Sharp teams, you know. And the, nobody uh, saw it coming either. Well, not – they you saw start last coming. year. You start last year, even Packers fans weren't. They right. never thought they'd be sitting here now with what could be with that team. Mo Jenkins, our buddy from Vegas – Turp, cut it out. You know it's Cowboys all the way. Well, listen. Uh, that's my guy. That's my guy, man. But <laughs> we both don't have anything to say this year. He was, we, right. were, we were going back and forth in Vegas, and, and he's a good dude, and we have some fun awesome with it. Dude. But, yeah. But we both can't say anything right now because both teams are, are just not. They're I both, mean, they're Cowboys both, yeah. are probably the better team right now, but, I mean, who knows what's going on in Philadelphia right now. The media is just, just – uh, we can have a whole show on that. Right. Um, uh, Toyo chiming in. Jordan Love is a flat out baller. Give me the goody draft prop that he will take a tackle in the first round. It could happen. Uh, the Packers have defense. five picks, five, they have five line picks. defense. 
Right. They have five picks in the top 90 picks. Uh, so certainly that, that should be good uh, for them going forward. Um, so I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they do. I, I think it's it, it's going to be fascinating uh, to see what happens with the Packers. And by the way, Terp, I looked at this prop. Um, God, it was probably a month or so ago. But the the favorites to win the NFC, first, second, and third. The Niners were the favorites. Second place was, was the Lions um, as far as odds go. And not far behind in third place was the Green Bay Packers. So no we'll see what happens at all. with that. Yeah. Uh, going forward. Um, we are way over time. Uh, Terp, I appreciate you hopping on on short notice tonight to fill in for the the ailing and hopefully a guy, Farrell Elliott, who will be back for next week's High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. Uh, we will continue to follow you on uh, X at Dave Terp. Uh, congratulations on your 2023 season. We will have much more live draft coverage with you coming up in 2024. Can't wait to have you on again. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Have so a much. good night, man. Thank that. Thank you. That, that is Dave Turp, ladies and gentlemen, chiming in on the high stakes fantasy football hour at Dave Turp on the X. Okay. My goodness. What a show we have to get out because it's been way too long tonight. Thanks to Cullen Hoffman, the pride of Appleton, Wisconsin. No, it's not bulky. It is Cullen Hoffman, who is the pride of Appleton, Wisconsin. I want to thank Dave Terpoli for chiming in tonight, the FFPC, Rob Rice, and of course, each and every one of you. Now, special programming note, next Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern time, we will be doing a show. Not Friday. There is no show this coming Friday. We will be moving it up to Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern time, and we'll be talking with 20-time FFPC league champion Andy Brown, a guy who participated in the first Fantasy Pros draft uh, Fantasy Pro Championship Draft of 2024. He will be our guest. You can watch last night's High Stakes Fantasy Football Show on the Better Sports Network on any of the FFPC social channels with Dynasty Countdown Draft Sharks Shane Hallam. What I mean, like if you're playing in Dynasty or if you're drafting early, you need to watch this episode because Shane dropped so much science on a lot of the rookies this year. Uh, check that out at any of the FFPC socials. This coming Thursday, 7 p.m. until 9 p.m. Eastern Time, We'll go live again with the analytics of dynasties, Jordan McNamara, formerly a football guys uh, from the uh, dynasty think tank podcast. Jordan McNamara will be my guest. So a lot of dynasty rookie stuff that episode as well. The 2024 fantasy pros championship draft is uh, training. Uh, excuse me. The 2024 fantasy pros championship drafts are live right now. You can draft with a 30, 60 or two hour or six-hour clock uh, to try to win a million bucks, uh, including some drafts tonight that I think are going off in less than an hour. Uh, watch last night's Shane Hallam show on the Better Sports Network. Uh, check out the um, uh, Never Too Early Best Ball Tournaments, myffpc.com, myffpc.com, $25,000 grand prize in the Never Too Early Best Ball Tournament at a $125 grand prize. You can also win a $10,000 grand prize with a $35 entry fee for the never too early best ball super flex best ball tournament as well. And by the way, if you're looking to play FFPC or fantasy football in general for 365 days a year, myffpc.com, pick up some dynasty orphan teams there. Numerous squads have already had their 2024 entry fees lowered to $1. Remember to like, subscribe, comment, share, and get notified every time we go live on the FFPC best ball channel. Thank you so much for watching tonight. For Cullen Hoffman, the pride of Appleton, Wisconsin, and Dave Tripoli, I'm Eric Balkin. We'll talk to you again, again, not next Friday, next Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks so much for watching.
this has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. It was broadcast live and was watched around the world. Balky and Farrell will be back next week with more analysis, more interviews, and more advice from guests much smarter than they are. Thanks for watching, and we'll talk with you again next week. Just want to remind everybody, um, if you are looking for – here's the thing. Every, anybody can join a slow draft at this point in the year. If you want to draft at the six-hour pace, the two-hour pace, whatever. But if you want to draft with the 30 or 60-second or a live draft um, – you know, timer. Um, we have plenty of drafts going on this weekend with the Fantasy Pros Championship, the Never Too Early Best Ball Tournaments. Um, and uh, with the Fantasy Pros Championship, you'll get a live commissioner. It's going to be me this weekend. So I encourage you to sign up for those. We already had one draft go off live this week. We had several slow drafts go off as well. So if you're looking to win a million bucks in fantasy football this year, no better time to start in February 23rd, 2024. Check it out, myffpc.com, myffpc.com. Thanks for watching, everybody. Got to go hang out with Cullen now. We will talk to you very soon here on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Show. See you on Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.